0: Good morning! Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you on this very summer-like day. Um, And I'm pretty sure I saw Wednesday we might hit triple digits, so please make sure you stay indoors if you can and stay cool and hydrated. We don't need anybody passing out or getting french fried outside. A couple of quick things before we Uh, get to our service. Um, I'm going to hand things over to Sheila in a second to do uh, announcements. Um, There was something I was going to say and I totally forgot what it was. Go ahead. I'll think of it later.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, I would like to highlight a couple of the announcements in your bulletin. In case you did not know, we are having a funeral here tomorrow for Paul and Wilda's son, David, who passed away. So the information is in the bulletin. Um, We just wanted to highlight it in case somebody didn't know what was going on. Um, Also coffee hour. Many of us have been enjoying the fellowship and the food after worship. Um, And you have been signing up. We have a new sheet up there that's blank so please sign up to do coffee hour I just would like to remind you that if you sign up to do coffee hour that also means you stay to clean up also we've got a couple folks in the church that seem to be the last ones here every week making sure that the church is clean and locked up and they're not even signing up for coffee hour so just understand it's your responsibility. And it doesn't have to be an elaborate meal, just cookies and coffee. It's, it's the fellowship we're after. But, um, and making coffee is real easy. The directions are right on there. Plus, there's many women here that are in, available in the morning if you need help doing that. Um, but it is your responsibility to clean up the kitchen, the gym, and lock up the building when you leave. So thank you. Any other announcements?
0: I remembered mine now.
1: Okay, it's your turn.
0: Um, You will notice hopefully in the bulletin that there's a couple changes to our our, uh, liturgy. Um, I tried to make a couple adjustments so we could get out of here under an hour because I know we've been going over and I apologize for that. Also, speaking of the gym, If you have not walked in there yet, please do. Uh, Make sure you have some sunscreen and a deck chair, and you can lay out, because it's like daylight in there. Um, I actually suggested that we need a basketball game, since we can see the Nets now, between the choir and the trustees, and we could get the Sunday school teachers to be the referees. Um, We'll see what happens. But all right, let's get started.
1: On that note, though, all the lights in here have been changed. We have three new fans that do not make noise when you turn them on. The gym lights have all been changed, and our parking lights have all been changed. So thank you to our trustees who have been on top of this and gotten the job done. And an awesome electrician that we had. Yes. So I think we're ready for our first hymn, Pay. 312, hail the day that sees him rise.
2: Hail the day that sees him rise, hallelujah.
0: Time out! Time out! Hold on, hold on. I don't think we started at the right time. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Let's let's start verse two. No intro, just let's go right into it. Okay. There, the glorious
2: triumph waits. Ah, heads eternal gates Alleluia Christ hath conquered death and sin
1: Please join me for our opening prayer God of signs and wonders you have revealed to us that Jesus Christ is your son and our Savior strengthen our faith that we may have life in Christ's name Amen
0: you may be seated sisters and brothers we have no good apart from God Therefore, let us keep God at the forefront of our minds and give generously from all that we have been given, that others may also receive from the fullness of God. This is also the second Sunday of the month, so it is Noisy Coin Sunday. you. Mm-hmm. If you would please rise and join in our doxology. Generous God, you are our portion and our cup. In you our hearts are glad, our souls rejoice and our bodies rest. Bless and multiply our offerings and pledges, that they may bring the joy of your presence more deeply into the world. Amen. If you would remain standing as you are able for our next hymn, number 508, Faith While Trees Are Still in Bloom, I know the title may not be familiar, but I think the tune will be.
2: Faith, while trees are still in blossom, the picking of the fruit faith can feel the thrill of harvest when the buds begin to sprout long before the dawn is breaking faith anticipates the sun faith is eager for the day for the work that must be done. Long before the rains were coming, Noah went and built an ark. Abraham, the lonely migrant, saw the light the undivided sea and the people of the hebrews found the path that made them free faith believes that god is faithful god will be what god will be faith accepts the call responding I am willing, Lord, send me.
0: You may be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. If our youth and young children would come grab a seat up here, I'll meet you down there. Up. Good morning. How you guys doing? Not awake yet? Didn't have your coffee? I only got one cup, so I'm, I'm just barely awake. Um, so I have a book here that I wanted to read to you guys um, for a couple reasons. One, the title is God's Love in My Heart, which I think is very good but also it's about bunnies. And at our house, we've got, we don't have one with white, but we've got two that hop around in our yard that are a lot like this one. Um, And and so that made me think of them too. So I would like to read this to you if that is all right. And I will show you the pictures. So we're in a forest. Big and Boo were resting after bouncing in the forest all day. They were a long way from home, and Boo was very tired. I don't think I can make it all the way back to the burrow, said Boo. My paws are just too sore. Big smiled and took Boo's hand. Well, I know you can, said Big, and you know why? Because God's love In our hearts makes us strong. God's love is so sweet it can scent every flower. God's love is so calm it turns storms into showers. God's love is so big it soars up past the trees. It's mighty enough to rush streams toward the seas. God's love is so bright, it can light up the night and softly cap mountains with blankets of white. God's love is so happy, gray skies turn to blue. His love paints each rainbow with colorful hues. His love is so endless, it goes on and on and carpets your pathway No matter how long. God's love is so big. It's amazing. It's huge. Wait, can you feel it? It's living inside you. With God's love in our hearts, we can be really strong and do kind and thoughtful things all the day long. Before they knew it, Big and Boo were home, snuggled up in their cozy burrow. Isn't God's love amazing, big whispered to Boo? But Boo was sound asleep, dreaming of God's big love. So what do you think? You like that story? I like that story. I like bunnies, though. That's part of it. So, so this is going to be my last Sunday with you guys. And so I know I always ask you guys for help with some with stuff, and, and we're going to do the Lord's Prayer in a minute, but I need your help with something else. When, when your new pastor comes, I need you guys to, to help teach them about, about our time together and about how there's, there's suckers and stuff because if they don't know, they might forget and then you won't get one. Um, so I need you guys to do that. Can you, can you do that? Can you help the new pastor out when they get here? You think you can? Okay. So the other thing that I'm going to talk about in a little bit is hope, and there's a lot of things we can hope for in life. We can hope for, um, we can hope for the, it to be a good end of the school year. We can hope for awesome birthday presents. Hey, we can hope for school to be over, because not everybody likes school sometimes. But there's always a hope we have, and that's in God's love. And God loves us so much, God's always with us. And I know I've told you guys that before, but I don't want you to forget, no matter where you go, no matter what you do in life, God is always with you, okay? So always try to remember that, especially when, when things are maybe making, make, making a day a bad day for you. God is always there, okay? okay. All right, so can we do the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. You gotta remember, you gotta help the, the new pastor. You might have to help teach him the Lord's Prayer. You never know. All right, our Father... And the glory forever. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Go grab a sucker and then head back to sit with the folks you were sitting with. How can you not like bunnies? I know Linda doesn't like some of the bunnies that were eating her flowers not long ago. But other than that, how can you not love bunnies? All oh, right. Um, if you look in your bulletins, you will see things falling. You will see our prayer requests. Um, of course, at the top, we are praying for Paul and Wilda. Um, the loss of their son, David. Um, There are additional ones here you can read through. Um, I also have a prayer request for uh, Scott Bayshore, who's having some health issues with his heart. Uh, So please keep him in your prayers as well. Um, We also want to continue prayers for uh, Gaylord, Michigan, uh, from the tornado, and of course for the Ukraine. Um, do we have any other prayers we would like to lift up this morning? We can bring a microphone to you.
1: I've already got my microphone. That's convenient. Um, mine is a praise and a prayer request. Uh, my grandson was fortunate to be on a soccer team that won a state championship, and they are traveling to St. Louis, Missouri, next week for this regional competition. There are students and their families from all over the U.S. going to four different spots for regional competitions, and then the week after they will go to North Carolina, whoever wins those four regional championships, for nationals. So I would just ask you to pray for all those families of young boys and girls that are in Soccer competitions traveling across the country going to competitions. Thank you.
0: Just, just warn him that the pizza in St. Louis. Not good. It's not pizza. Okay. It's not bad, but it's not pizza.
1: I will warn them.
0: Sorry. Do we have others? Okay. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait for it, wait for it. Always <laughs> wait.
2: Thank you for all your prayers. Jacob is doing fantastic in that house. Beautiful. He loves it, and I think he feels like he's growing up my autistic boy. It's kind of sad because he told me, goodbye, Mom, a couple <laughs> of times. I go, oh, God, I'm going to cry. But I did not show, it. I walk out graciously, but they're fantastic people. And I'm glad we got a lot of angels around for them.
0: Do we have any others? Please join me then in an attitude of prayer. Resurrecting God in a doubting world, keep us in faith that we may have life. We pray for the church universal. Breathe on us your Holy Spirit that we may honor and pass on the great inheritance we have received. Keep us in faith that we may have life. We pray for Mother Earth that we may touch her wounds with healing care and love. Keep us in faith that we may have life. We pray for the whole world, its nations and its leaders and its people, that your wisdom and peace might prevail. Keep us in faith that we may have life. We pray for all those in need, the suffering, the oppressed, the ill, the dying, and all those who care for them. Keep us in faith that we may have life. We pray for ourselves, our families, and those we love. Keep us in faith that we may have life. Blessed are you, O God, who through Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, and in the community of the Holy Spirit gives us an inheritance that is imperishable and unfading now and forever. Amen. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Guiding God, send your Holy Spirit upon the reading of your word that it may serve to show us the path of life and lead us into your presence where there is fullness of joy. Amen.
1: Our first scripture reading this morning is from Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14, the NRSV version. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. The word of God for the people of God, and you say... Thanks be to God. Our next hymn is Depth of Mercy, page 355. Please stand a fable.
2: forbear, me the chief of sinners spare. I have long withstood his grace, long provoked him to his face, would not hearken to his calls, grieved him by me the savior stands shows his wounds and spreads his hands god is love i know i feel jesus weeps and loves me still now incline me to repent let me now my sins lament Now my foul revolt
0: deplore, we believe and sin no more. You may be seated. Our second scripture reading for this morning comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. This section of text is headed a living hope. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of God for the people of God. And all of God's people said, thanks be to God. If you would please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Praise be to you, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For your great mercy in giving us birth into a new life and a new hope by raising Jesus Christ from death, for an inheritance that can never spoil or fade, kept for us in heaven, for the protection of your power, ours through faith, until salvation comes at the end of time. Holy God and Father, to you be all praise, glory, and honor through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again to all of you. Today marks an ending and a beginning. As we mentioned two Sundays ago, today will be my last Sunday serving with you, which also means that marks the end, or soon to be end, of the combined ministry charge of Clinton and Stony Creek United Methodist churches. As it has been previously communicated beginning July 1st, these these two faith communities will no longer be yoked together and will begin paths into ministry and life apart from one another. Also, as previously communicated, I will continue to serve with Stony Creek while you will soon be welcoming new pastoral leadership in the coming weeks. In light of these changes, I wanted to talk a little bit about the future and the plans that God has made For each of these faith communities. Now, please don't misunderstand that to mean that I'm going to attempt to predict the future or anything like that. Rather, I want to talk about what we learn from Scripture when it comes to transitions and changes in our lives and how we relate to and how we're affected by those transitions and changes. As you have all heard me say countless times before, as humans, we tend not to like change very much, especially when it's the kind of change that we don't feel that we have control over or influence in. This is the human condition, the reality of humanity, and it's not something I imagine we will ever really get away from, except hopefully when we ourselves move on to perfection in God's glory, because I can't imagine people complaining in heaven but I could be wrong and all that's okay we work to trust in God to to let go to follow the holy spirit to love and live like Jesus Christ and as we heard all throughout this past lenten season that's enough So what else do we find in Scripture, especially in our readings for today? Well, you heard in our first reading about God has made plans and knows God's plans for us. And in our reading from 1 Peter, we hear, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept for you or kept in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith, for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The early Christians that the author of First Peter was writing to they were facing some of their own changes um, in their reality, and they were struggling a little bit with some of these changes. You see, enough time had passed at this point um, from Jesus' resurrection that the early followers were, were starting to realize that Jesus' promised return might not be quite as imminent as as soon as they maybe originally had hoped for. And they weren't the only Christians who who had this struggle. Many people thought that Jesus was not just going to come back in their lifetime, but even within a very short time, maybe hours or days or weeks. And when that didn't happen... Many were left trying to figure out how to live out their Christian faith day to day. Now, they never let go of their hope or their expectation of Christ's return, but they did struggle with this realization that they were in this race called faith for the long haul. This wasn't something that would be over and done with. In a short time. Now, thankfully, the author's words did encourage those early followers in their formation of true Christian community and in their pursuit of faithful witness to the surrounding cultures. That was the good news. The bad news is that many of those surrounding cultures, they, they proved to be resistant to this witness and And these early followers often suffered severe persecution. That part of this reality is not so fun. But I do think that the author's words, just as they did back then, can offer encouragement for us even now today. Granted, we are not facing the exact same things that many of those early Christians were facing, but we do share some of the same struggles, maybe from different perspectives or in different ways. And we are now at a crossroads of our own, in a way. While these early Christians were at the crossroads of working to live out their Christian faith in day-to-day life versus the reality that Jesus was probably not going to be back quite as soon as they thought, we face our own crossroads too. And depending on how we look at our reality and understand our relationships, our expectations, and many other factors, we might see all kinds of different sets of crossroads. We might see the crossroads of a ministry relationship coming to an end, an unknown future ahead. We might see this as a crossroads of being yoked and being freed and I don't want that to sound like snarky or negative you can feel freed from from anything that changes and those feelings can be positive or negative or completely neutral and even though these two congregations are are separating their paths may or may not differ significantly over time and who knows could potentially even cross again at some point. That's one of the exciting things, at least to me, when it comes to some of these changes like this. The future isn't known to us yet, and there are literally countless combinations of possibilities. Sometimes it can be what what seems like the most insignificant change or insignificant event, that ends up spurring on amazing new things and opportunities. Some of these things may not become apparent for years and years down the road. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, and there is definitely some truth in that, I think. I can say very honestly that I have learned a great deal from every appointment that I have held in our denomination. Some of those those lessons were learned very quickly and were, were obvious right away. Some of those lessons were learned over time, and they didn't surface to my attention until months or even years later on. And when we think about it, that really shouldn't be all that surprising, because the reality is that's how things tend to work in any relationship we have whether good or bad, happy or sad, easygoing or stressful and wild, and everything in between, there are always things that we can learn from our relationships in this life. Sometimes those lessons may be hard to hear or see or accept. Sometimes those lessons may be exactly what we were expecting. Sometimes those lessons will will seem to come out of left field, and catch us by surprise. I found that a lot of times those are when the Holy Spirit's driving the car because the Holy Spirit likes to do that to us. It likes to surprise us. One of the benefits, or at least what I consider a benefit of the work that I am called to do and get to do is that I get to hear a lot of stories. I hear stories from families and friends about their loved ones who have gone on to glory in God. I get to hear stories of two people falling in love and their relationship growing. I get to hear stories about little miracles coming into this world and then growing up and learning and exploring God's wonderful creation. I get to hear stories of legacies, of histories, of people, of faith communities, social communities. And as I hear all of these stories from people, I often also hear about things that have been learned. Now, sometimes these are things that are outwardly expressed. Um, very openly, about what someone learned. Other times, those things aren't spoken quite so literally, but they are are there, lying beneath the surface of the stories themselves. I get a lot of opportunity to learn things, or at least learn new-to-me things learn things about people, about life, about places and things, about passions and strifes, and again everything in between. And I try very hard to absorb those lessons, to share those lessons, to grow from those lessons. I really, really believe that we are never done learning in this life. And as soon as we think we are, that's when we end up missing the big and important lesson that God is trying to teach us. That is when we get ourselves and unfortunately sometimes others into trouble. Arrogance in pretty much anything is dangerous and leads to downfall. I know that I am blessed to get to hear and be exposed to so many stories and learning opportunities, and I do try my best to share them. In all relationships, there are challenges. There are good and bad days. That's true of friendships, marriages, almost any level of family, relationship, friendships. It's true of every relationship. And if we think about it, God actually knows that better than we do. God made a covenant with the people of Israel to be their God, and they would follow God's commandments. They would be obedient to God. And then they broke the covenant again and again and again and again and probably a few more times. But God doesn't give up on them. God could have at any time said, you know what, you aren't worth it, I'm done, and walked away. But God doesn't do that. God did not give up on the people of Israel. Jesus came to save the world. And look at how much drama he had to deal with. And I'm not even talking about his death and resurrection From the Pharisees and religious leaders who got upset when he healed someone on the Sabbath. Heaven forbid. A miracle happened on the day of rest. The world is coming to an end. Talk about missing the forest for the trees. Or even his own disciples trying to jockey for position in the coming kingdom. Two brothers asking to sit on either side of his throne. Even Jesus knew the ups and downs of relationships. But as humans, none of us are perfect. None of us are without sin. None of us can claim to have never hurt someone else, whether intentional or not. None of us can claim to be superior in our end of relationships. We all do good and we all do do bad. We all struggle at times and thrive at others. But even in the relationships that drive us the most crazy at times, even then, I truly hope we can all take a step back and see that there was value in that relationship at some level. There was a lesson or maybe many lessons to be learned and to grow from I hope we can all take a few objective moments to see not only our greatest moments in the relationships we have been in, but also be mature and honest enough to recognize our struggles and even failures in those relationships too. So yes, a season is coming to a close. And no, I do not mean construction season, unfortunately. Based on how big the orange cones are in bloom, I figure we're only about a third of the way in, and there are plenty of potholes to fill. But in all seriousness, a season is coming to a close. A ministry partnership and relationship is coming to an end, and that is okay. Life is all about the coming and going. Life is all about the beginnings and the endings. And we are a resurrection people. We believe in life after death. We claim that faith in a risen Savior. We know that sometimes we have to give something up to receive something even better from God. And we can and should claim that reality even now in that While we may be closing a chapter in our lives, a new one is just about to begin. And it hasn't yet been written. It is full of blank pages just waiting to be filled. No matter where our paths go and take us, we never walk alone. Our God, The God of love and mercy and grace, the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-able God that we follow walks alongside us. And there is nowhere in this world that we can go that God is not already there. And even as relationships with others in this world may come or go or simply change and evolve, our relationship with God can never be broken. Even we cannot break that relationship. Many have tried, but no matter how much you may try to pull away, God doesn't let us go and doesn't give up on us. There are countless stories throughout Scripture that give us examples of this. Jonah's story, he tried to run away from God. He got swallowed by a whale and hung out there for a couple days. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to you if you try and run from God. However, there was that guy in Boston who got swallowed by a whale for a couple hours, I think it was. I mean, that spit him back out. I don't know if that's why he was in there. My point is though we have a living hope in God because God doesn't give up on us. God goes with us everywhere. And I hope in, in the depths of my soul and my being that all of us can always try to be the same way for each other and for ourselves. I hope that we never give up on one another even in the challenging times. God said and Jesus said love your neighbor as yourself. Well, let's be honest. We're not always the easiest people to love because we have free will and so we do harmful and hurtful things sometimes. But we need to love ourselves Two, we, not, we need to never give up on ourselves because God's not giving up on us. And if there's any one that we should be trying to emulate, it's God in the best of ways through love and grace. Amen. If you would please rise as you are able for our closing hymn number 303, the day of resurrection, Beloved children of God, love the commandments. Keep them, honor them, do right by your neighbors, and listen to the Spirit. May the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, guide you in the ways of God and fill you with the peace that only Christ can give. Go and serve the Lord, good and faithful servants. Amen.